Huzzah! And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John. But but this week, there's a plus one! What? Yeah! What? It's like a wedding. It's Logan! It's Logan! Hello! Hello, Logan! Hey, we... Henry... Henry... Halon. No, no, that one's terrible. Halon. Logan is our friend from the world of make-believe. Mm-hmm. Or improv, as some people call it. <laughs> Plebs. Yeah, he's a real person. He, just, he is. Just the things we do are made up. Well, yeah. yeah. He's not like, uh, what is it, Blip Blop from Inside Out. God, He's your friend who likes to play Blip Blop, Blip Blop. Fucking Blip Blop. Blip Blop made me cry. Blip Blop made us all cry. Yeah. So, Logan. Yes. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm okay. It's uh, it's Labor Day weekend. Hells yeah. Not doing a lot of labor, if you know what I oh, mean. Oh, no. Mostly drinking. Woody-hoo. <laughs> Woody-hoo indeed, yes. Logan. Woody-hoo indeed. So, uh, I think what? that with this particularly uh, special guest-filled episode of the podcast, we should maybe... Uh, inculcate Logan to how we do things by introducing him to our first segment. Oh, you mean that segment that we do in every episode? That one. You mean that segment that that starts with a question and ends with insanity? Yeah. All right. Do you know what the question is, Logan? Is it uh? Is it what? Is it what's up? Is that am I? Am I You're close. I, it's oh, it's uh. Logan. Hang, hang on. Logan. Hang, no, hang on. Logan. Logan. Who's up? Got it. Logan. What are we doing? John. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? And that's a great question, and for once I have an answer. What we're doing is uh, talking about cooperative narrative experiences, which we've talked about on the podcast before and shown uh, no small amount of interest in. And uh, I think that they're things that we all have in common. You know, we, we all do improv, which is uh, kind of a cooperative storytelling in itself. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're selling this world to people. And, uh, you know, we're all kind of white nerds. Well, yeah. So I think that there's a non-zero chance that at some point in our lives we've played some kind of pen and paper role-playing game. For one afternoon. Yep. See? Non-zero. It, uh, it's something that exists in all of our lives, kind of. For several afternoons. For, uh, me, about three and a half years. Wow. That, that is a number of afternoons. True. Long time ago. Kind of a long time ago. But I mean, you know, I just think that it's interesting that we have these uh, kind of beacons of light in our lives, even if we aren't involved in, in improv mm. or anything like that. And, like, improvisation in art is one thing, but improvisation in life is something that we all can enjoy. And I think that these cooperative narrative experiences that we've all had, be it for one afternoon or be it for a year of Sundays... I I think that it's it's definitely one of those things that everyone has a little bit of experience with and can connect to, but maybe they don't think about it too much, and maybe what makes it important. Mm. Okay. I wasn't listening. Oh, boy. I'm so, doing a really bad job. John, John said a lot of words, Henry. <laughs> what were they, Logan? Man... You know, it would take me a year of Sundays to recite them back at you, Henry. I don't mean to undercut his point, but it seems like... I'll a, show myself out. A really important part of cooperative narrative experiences is paying attention. And neither of us did that just now. Oh, I, 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 I was there. <laughs> it's true, you were here physically. Basically, I'm saying that uh, kind of everybody 
experiences, you know, creative improvisation for entertainment purposes, but maybe we don't think about why those things are important or what we're creating when we do it. We just kind of do it. Okay, okay. so yeah. it's like holding up a critical lens to something that's going to puff up and smoke, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Well, I've been reading a book by uh, Stephen Nachmanovich called Improvisation in Art and Life. Okay. And he talks about how, like, all art is improvisation. Like, a painting is just frozen improvisation. It's someone making a series of choices off the top of their head that's just frozen in time. And everything has elements of improvisation. It's just that the closer you get to putting improvisation on display, generally speaking, people view it less as art in a in a weird way because if you have improvisation in uh, in a play mm. you shouldn't be able to notice it but if you have uh, an improv group in like a 30 person black box some people would be would be remiss to like call that art in their mind they'd be like oh it's just it's entertainment improv's kind of lame it's just this thing that losers do that's a shame it really is because i think that improvisation is something we do from the time we're like children, what? you know, we play make believe and stuff. Well, I mean, life has no script. It so. doesn't. So uh, we should every <clears throat> every conversation we've ever had with somebody is a form of improv. And I wonder if some of that comes down to like imposter syndrome stuff. Like we feel like if we're improvising, we can't possibly be communicating from a place of intelligence because we feel like the things we do have to be planned and have a purpose and nothing is ever like that mm -hmm. like painting or dancing everything comes from a place of like interacting with your environment and making choices off the top of your head to like change it so how do we get people to see improv as art and not as fluff uh maybe that'll never happen oh because i mean the things that keep people from enjoying improv as art are the same things that keep people from viewing themselves as like creative people everyone's creative yeah in their, in their own aspect i mean when you look at it improv improv is art in the sense that you know it takes creativity it does take it does take some form of knowledge behind it to put it to stage and performance and you know the essence of performance itself is an aspect of art mm -hmm. and just the fact that it's not planned out and not written down i don't know it seems taboo to some people mm -hmm. like oh why would i why would i trust these people to just make something up off the top of their head whenever i could go see a show that's been written for 50 years and time-tested and laughs. people laugh every time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a dangerous place to be in to think that way because you're like, you know, I'd rather see, like, a Samuel Beckett play or something by Shakespeare mm -hmm. because that's written down, that's codified, but it's just something that was improvised and then written and down. Then written, yes. it, it just happened to take place in someone's head. So I think that when we do have things like, I'm going to name drop here, oh, but, no. like, but like Dungeons & Dragons... Or Pathfinder, mm -hmm. or Vampire the Masquerade, or whatever else. The Call of that Cthulhu. Fight. Call of Cthulhu. It's it's people improvising and making art and making stories, just you know, with a rule set. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it which I mean, improv has its own rule set, absolutely. And to be able to, like you said, cooperatively tell a story is what the appeal is for me of the tabletop, is I could sit down and write a story by myself, but I get far more satisfaction of just having a, the spine of a story and letting other people fill in the blanks with me. I feel like uh, it's a more enjoyable experience, personally. It's certainly easier than sitting down and writing by yourself, just because the only other voices you have are the ones in your heads going, what are you doing? You can't do this. 
And I mean, you know, if you have that that backbone of people at a table or in a room, like writing for comedy is kind of similar to something like Dungeons and Dragons because you have a room full of people like bouncing ideas back and forth, mm. trying to come to a a reasonable and entertaining conclusion. And you know, whenever you sit down and you're like, okay, I want this adventure to go this direction. Of course, you could always try and point people in that direction, but the fact remains, players are an infactorable variable. Like, they will do what they are going to do, and you just have to be there for the ride and see if you can get them to go in the direction you want. And sometimes they go in a direction you don't expect, which has happened to me several times, and I've had to on the spot make up, okay, you encounter this, this is happening now. Okay, Mm -hmm. maybe I can take my story this direction now. And it, it always provides a different viewpoint from what you thought was going to work and then now this could possibly turn out better Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's so much of what makes something like dungeons and dragons really vital and an enjoyable experience because you're constantly playing with the elasticity of other people's Mm -hmm. brains it's this conversation where you present new challenges and new ideas to people and they have to make the actions that they're describing fit within that world and then you know their output becomes your input 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 and you change what you're going to do and you're going to say and you're going to set up it's uh it's really cool and i think that like improv it's a shame that people shit on it as not being a a real thing and like it seemed like it was getting more popular with things like the community episode like critical role on twitch dan Harmon as a person (laughs) just a person in general (laughs) But uh, but still, it's, it's like there's still this weird stigma around D and D, even though it's just like no, really cool people are into it. Yeah. Felicia Day, like, I mean, I know whenever I first started to play it, my father would like mock me about it. It's like, oh, isn't that that thing that people made cults over in like the late nineties? I'm like, yes, some people were crazy twenty years ago, but that's not society anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like. I, I think that it's always had a place, and I think that it has a bigger place now than it has in the recent past. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, Sir Vincent Diesel has yeah. been known to play Dungeons & Dragons and talk about it a lot. It's, uh, it's in his most of his contracts, I know, that he has to have, what is it, Sunday off? Something like that. He has to have one day of the week off, simply that he may continue his D, current D&D adventures. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to bring up a point. You think Vin Diesel has been knighted? Oh, no, I'm just being polite. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure some of his characters have been, so that kind of counts. Like Xander Cage from the Triple X movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's been knighted multiple times. Or or Riddick from Riddick. He was knighted with a teacup. Yep. Or Groot. Yeah. What, he's Groot? Yeah. Sir Groot. Sir Groot. He he is Groot? He is Groot. Weird. Uh, I thought he was that other guy. Still haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. The Iron Giant was knighted. He is the Iron Giant. And he was knighted. By that missile. Superman. He's like, super knight. Superman. (laughs) Superman. Superman. Uh, not that other guy from the Iron Giant. That guy who lived in the junkyard. It's Ah, been a while since Harvey Keitel. Yeah, Harvey Keitel wasn't knighted. He wasn't. He wasn't. You you could look look it it up. I don't want to... You don't want to look up whether or not Harvey Keitel's been knighted? Why would I want to? It's important. You yeah. need to know who's knighted. You need to know who to respect. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you walk up and call someone a sir and they haven't been knighted, you're giving someone far more credit than they deserve. Maybe they deserve zero credits. Oh my, he found his moment. He did. Every guest, if they Every don't... guest finds their moment and you found it early. 
He's, he's catching on quick. Also, if you go up to someone who's been knighted and you don't call them sir, they will lay you low with their hand on a half-sword yep. and spit mm. on your corpse. I mean, just look at Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Elton John, th- hundreds have died by his hands. By his piano hands. <laughs> sir Isaac Newton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had an apple sword. He, he throws an apple up in the air, and as he slices it in half, he also slices his enemy in half. It's true. Look and then he, then he goes, thanks, gravity. <laughs> And then Gravity goes, no problem. And they, like, high-five as a seismic yeah, wave. I mean, Sir Isaac Newton was the first man to have an intimate relationship with Gravity. Yeah. And the last. And the last. I mean, once you go Isaac... I mean, yeah. You don't, you go, don't go back. Back? Please, it's once you go Gravity, you never go Bravity. I don't know. I, I saw the movie Gravity. Eh. Gave me a cavity. Ha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> man. Gravity was okay. Who directed that? That was an... Was it Alfonso Cuaron? Was it... I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> was I don't it? Because Alfonso Cuaron was like... I don't know. Children of Men, that third Harry Potter movie. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> the... No. Yeah, the best yeah, one. Yeah, no. Sir Harry Potter and no. the Prisoner of, of Gravity. <laughs> of Gravity Caban. <laughs> he did his waiting... Twelve sirs of it. <laughs> yep. Is that why the movie ends in a freeze frame? Yeah, because gravity. Yeah, yeah. Oop, there goes gravity. Oop, there goes, goes gravity. gravity. Oop, there, there goes, goes gravity. gravity. Oops, I'm spaghetti. Wow. Well. Yes? I feel like I need to reiterate. John. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I'm glad you've asked me this. We open on a small tavern on a coastal city. Two adventurers, one dwarf, one human, open the double doors, weary from their travels. Upon their entrance, they see several people sitting at tables, and there is a bartender in the back, shining glasses, as bartenders often do. I approach the counter. All right. And order the strongest ale. All right, he says it will be two silver. How much How much money do I have? You, you have plenty. I pay the. I pay the man. And so you do. I approach the counter... Is there, like, a box for me to stand on? There are bar stools. Oh, I climb on a bar stool so he can see me. Ah, hello, dwarf. Hello, Mr. Dwarf. Ah, I'm Flint Bronze Hammer. Hello. <laughs> and I want two flagons of your ale. And and so it will be. That will be a silver. Oh, one silver. Oh, here. Oh, this is exactly a silver. What's your name? Flint Bronze Hammer. I, I clap Flint on the back and I say, Oh, two flagons. Just, just as our time and the, the disaster mines taught me, you can outdrink me by half any day you, of the week. You, you see the man ponder as he scratches his chin. Ah, you boys were in the disaster mine. He, yes. He seems to recall the tales of the disaster mine. So it was you who slew the serpent of disaster mine. It's true. Us and our company, though only we survived, the fire still burns under the town of. Pleasant home. That's a really long name for our company, but that's what it is. The fire still burns under Pleasant Home. We, it's in memory of, of Pleasant Home. Well, you two heroes are welcome in this tavern. In fact, we've got some trouble plaguing outside of town. Oh? Can I drink my ale first? Of course, you may drink and listen. Oh, okay. Quaff, 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 quaff. Did you quaff it? I drank it. I clap Flint on the back and I say, good quaffing. Oh, my good friend, 
Oral. Oral Straff. Oral Straff. Weird that I would call you by your full name, being such acquainted. It's fine, Flint Brawn Shield. Hammer. Flint Hammer Shield. Jesus. There appear to be a band of kobolds outside of town gathering loot from nearby villages and storing it in a cave. There's a bounty up for them, and you can keep whatever you find in the cave, so long as you bring back evidence that the kobolds have been slain. Do you want, like, a written sort of, like, slip from the kobolds? I mean, you can just probably, like, bring back a foot to the mayor or something. (laughs) Alright. Is it? Wait, hold on. Hold Oral, I have a question. Okay. Is the mayor in defeat? No, the mayor's into the dead kobolds. Okay. Alright, you can go oral. I, I slide a, a silvery silver coin to the barkeeper, mm. and I wink and I say, Finder's fee. Oh. <clears throat> and I, I look at the bartender and go, what do you want? A, a tip? I, no. Alright. <laughs> I clap Flint on the back, and I say, just, just as our times in, in the chandelier crisis have taught me... You never tip. Ha ha. Is that when we ordered all those chandeliers for that one town that wanted a bunch of chandeliers? It's, yes. That was more of just like a source Wait, and, and deliver. You two were in Chandelier City? He scratches his chin. I know much about Chandelier City. I open my ears to him to tell me the tales. He recounts a tale of Chandelier City. <laughs> well, we were, we were there. We don't. It's important to get other people's input on what they think ha- Look, we went there to win hearts and minds, and I don't fully know if we succeeded, but I like that some people are about what happened. I look Oral in the eye and say, We got some kobolds to coal. Kobolds, you of. say? He scratches his chin. <laughs> I know much about kobolds. <laughs> you already told us! Barkeep, what's your name? I am Bart. Bart. I lean forward and listen as he tells me about kobolds. No, we have, uh, well, actually, he might be able to tell us about weaknesses and stuff. They have no natural weaknesses, but they won't fight you in the direct sunlight. It hurts their eyes. Mm. So odds are you'll be fighting them in their cave. Oh, that's, that's useful information, I say, as I slide a silver piece to him, and mm. I wink, and I say, advice fee. Advice? You see him scratch his chin. Hold up. Before I take his pouch of silver coins. Alright, are, are you willing to let him take your silver coins? I clap Flint on the back. And I say, as shrewd as ever, keeping me from my spendthrift ways. Just as we learned in, in, in the Poppy Field Massacre. Mm. The Poppy Field Massacre, you say? Is that when we murdered an entire field of poppies? Yes. In fact, I know nothing of the Poppy Field Massacre. You should probably be on your way. I stand bolt upright, knocking over my stool like Stevie Wonder. I leave my mead undrunk and swagger through the door. I follow, taking his flacken of mead. All right, uh, roll me a follow check, Henry. Okay, which one's that? It's, uh, you pick up the big one right there. You, uh, yeah, that one. Yep, and you roll it. Yeah, okay, you can follow. Him. Right. I follow. All right. Cool. Okay, cool. I. Which way did he say those kobolds were? In the cave, Glug. <laughs> Where's that cave at? I grab a local peasant woman. Ah! Where is a cave? Oh, hello. Are you searching for a cave? Most certainly, I'm searching for a cave. You see her scratch her chin. I don't know a lot about caves. 
Give her a silver piece for her time and let's be on our way. I take a silver piece from you and then give her a silver piece. Oh, I could eat today. I leave her. Wait. Wait, Oral. How much is a silver piece to just, like, a person? Is that a lot? Uh, a, uh, silver, a silver piece is ten copper pieces or one-tenth of a gold piece. Okay. So, like, ten or bucks. One one-hundredth of a platinum piece. I roll a perception check to search for the cave. All right. 22! All right, you you see a sign at the edge of town that says cave, point two kilometers. Ooh, that's very specific, and also in metric. I go! Do you want to take me with you? Wait, I... <laughs> see, see if you can get the uh, the take me with you check, Henry. Yeah. Roll, yeah, that one? Yeah, roll it. Wait. Yeah, okay, you can go with it. Great. So, we go towards the cave. Alright, you start traveling toward the cave. We sing a song. Alright, roll, roll me performance checks. Uh, D? Mm, yeah, that one. It's uh, that plus your charisma. Model. I got a natural 20. Yes, you did. I got 19. Wow, you guys sing the shit out of whatever shanty you're gonna sing. Here we go. <laughs> and and we're, we're going to, to the cave. A very dark, dark cave. cave. It's the kind of cave where kobolds... You're not, you're not doing it. It's the, the kind, kind of cave where kobolds will be not there anymore. And the... We're done. Alright. We, we sing the shit out of that song. Alright. About 200 yards away, as you, as you hide behind a tree as to not be seen, you will see in the distance there are kobolds standing in front of a cave. There are two outside... And you don't see anything else except two kobolds in a cave. They look like they've got little daggers in their hands and they are doing a classic, like, Wizard of Oz-esque march back and forth with each other. I communicate with you via hand signals, as if to ask, do you think those are the those are the kobolds that we need to kill? Right. Wait, wait. Hey, does, uh, look at your character sheet. Do you speak hand signals? Uh, no. Oh, Neither right. do I. Okay. So well, then... I'm going to do a perception check. Okay, alright. To see if I see any more. Okay. That's a ten. Uh, no, you just really see the only you only see the two out front. I uh, I attempt to to gain a greater vantage point using stealth. All I right. want to hide myself All right. while still remaining in view of not so the kobolds can see me, right, but you... so I can see them and they can't see me. Got it's it. That's how stealth works. Using yeah. my human ways. That's an eleven total. All right. Let's see. All right. It looks like one of them has spotted you. I. I loose an arrow from my longbow. All right, all right. Uh, roll to hit. So, okay. Is it attack bonus? Yes. So it's, I roll this plus eight. Yeah, you have a plus eight to hit, thanks to your fighting style. Uh, 14. That'll hit, roll damage. Uh, so that's a d8 plus four. Yeah. Yeah. Six. All right, he is dead. Nice. All right, uh, now we're going to roll initiative. I call call out, good going, because I'm still buying a tree. All right, let's roll initiatives. All right, what's that? So it's the D20 plus the modifier right here. Cool. Yeah. All right, let me hear some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Henry's going to go last. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 11. All right, so it's going to go John, Cobalt, Henry. So, John, there is still but a kobold left. Do I, do I need to notch another arrow? You can just shoot another one. I'm going to shoot another arrow. Matt! Oh, no. I can't tell what it was. Yeah, That's sloppy dice. Oh, That's wow. uh, oh. 26. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit anything in the monster manual, fun fact. Nice! That's 8 damage. He is also dead. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I communicate with you with hand signals. I'm, I'm like, drinking. I'm drinking ale still. <laughs> Do you see any more kobolds? Good going. I yell back at you in Dwarvish. Do you know Dwarvish? I do. Oh, nice! I yell, don't yell in human, they'll understand you. I yell back in Dwarvish even louder. Good going! <laughs> Alright, you see four more kobolds emerge from the cave. <laughs> hey, there's more kobolds! This, this, time, this time there are four of them and they have wings. What? What? <laughs> Hold on. He didn't say anything about them having wings. Am I drunk or do those kobolds have wings? Alright, let's, let's get another initiative going. Okay. Alright. I got a natural 20 plus yep. 4. Yes, 24. You did. Yep. You sure I got did. a 17 plus 2. 19. Oh, wow. They are going to go last because they, they only got a 16. Everybody rolled stupid high. So, John, you. <laughs> so, four more kobolds. Okay. I'm going to notch an arrow, uh-huh. turn my bow sideways, like a gangster, <laughs> and then shoot. Okay. You hit it. Are hit. we counting that? Yeah. That's a 24. Yeah, that's a hit. Hit him. See see if he do die. Six. Six damage? Yeah. Still up. He looks pretty pretty bad off, though. Hmm. How many wings does he have now? He's still only got the two. <laughs> I probably just hit him in the stomach or something. <laughs> it's bad, but you know. Is it my turn? Yes. Am I close enough to hit him? Uh, they are about 30 feet away. Oh. How close do you have to be to hit? What's your speed? 25. You have, have to be, be you have to be five feet away. Oh. How many moves do I get? You get one uh, movement action, but you can use your attack action as another movement action. So essentially you can double move up to them. Oh. Well, I, I just need to move once, right? Yeah. If you move once, uh, he'll, they'll probably come to you. I calmly walk over. Okay. You move the 25 feet? Yeah. Just strutting your little dwarvy stuff? Yeah. Got it. Well, it's as slow as possible. While I'm just, I, I make eye contact what, with him and just go like, What you this can is do, do is... Uh, is what you can do is use your action to take the dodge action, which means oh. they will have disadvantage to hit you. Oh, okay. I dodge. Which means Forward. I'll roll the d20 twice, and I have to take the lower number. Okay. Okay. So, so you slowly walk up to them, <laughs> and then when you're five feet away, you dodge roll. Yep. Just, just keep that shield up and... <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Their <laughs> turn. The, the four kobolds will surround you, Henry. Okay. They would have advantage to hit, but since you have taken the the, dis, the disadvantage action, they will only have regular to hits. Yay! All right, let's see. This this first guy is gonna is gonna get a dagger. That's a crit. Shit! He crits on you. <laughs> take take ten damage. He said to you said he had to roll twice. But that's. But they have they, attacks they, they, of opportunity. Yeah, they they uh. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Let's see this a... this next guy. That's uh. Is that a crit? Am I dead? No, that's that's a uh, that's a twenty-four to hit. I have an armor class of twenty. That's that's gonna hit you. Cool. I'm about to die. Take five damage. I died. You didn't die. No, no, no. You're you're unconscious right now. I'm unconscious. All right. The other two will <laughs> will move toward John. Okay. And, and attack you. Can they reach me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Does a uh. Does a, does a nineteen beat your armor class? Yes. It does. <laughs> Take. Take five points of damage. All right. And then the the other one. Oh, okay. Does does a seven beat your armor? Class? It does not. Okay. Then that one misses you. So I took five points. Yes. Do you have a Do you have a writing utensil? Yeah. I need to. All right. Now, since since you are now in melee, you would have disadvantage to shoot your bow, but you do have a dagger, so you can just stab at them with your dagger. Okay. The, it is your turn. Is the one that's hurt near me? Uh, yes, actually. I stab at him. Unconsciously, you hear me say, and there's a ten total. 
And that does not hit. Okay. Shit. Time to get taken to school. I'm dying. <laughs> Henry, it's your turn. What I need you to do is roll me a death saving throw. What's which that? is just roll a d20. Let me know if you get a 10 or higher. I don't. Okay, that's one fail. <laughs> you, you have three fails and three passes. Once you get three passes, you stabilize and you're not dying anymore. But if you get three fails, you just die. <laughs> so the other... Other two kobolds will move to John as well. John, you are surrounded by four kobolds. <laughs> Don't right. worry. I unconsciously yell out. <laughs> is is there any way... If I surround by kobolds, I probably can't escape them, right? Do what? There, uh, there is a disengage that you can use. D- take your dagger and spin a circle. Wait, okay. Shit. Take your dagger and spin a circle. Oh, Alright, let's see. That doesn't hit you. That doesn't hit you. That's a crit. Oh, <laughs> good. Take ten points of damage. Well, we're both down. Are you out of HP? Yep. Oh dear. <laughs> I only had eight left. I oh. can't. So, suddenly, from from the depths of the woods, uh, a bright light escapes, and the both of you stand back up with full HP. Oh. As, as oh. a priest of a priest of Paylor runs by and says, "Do not fall this day, warriors," I... and he leaves. I yell at him in Dwarvish, thanks. I, 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 I just pick up my empty flagon and try to drink from it. The kobolds are baffled and confused. I'm shaking because I'm like, Jesus. Henry, I mean, but the kobolds are still here, though, is the problem. It's your turn, John. I, I stab at the wounded one. Okay. <laughs> That's a, what is that? A 15. That's a hit. Yeah, eat it. What is that? A one. That's five damage. Yeah, he's dead. Eat it. All right, Henry. Good job! Run over to help John. I run over to help him. All right, you can flank one, which means you will have advantage to hit. So you can roll the... flank him. Roll the d20 twice, take the higher number. Let's do that. I'm flanking that guy with my hammer. Do it. All right, that's pretty good. See if you can crit. Hold up. Okay. Okay, take take the 17. 17 plus 6 is like 23. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll hit. Hit this, hit this MFR. All right, and then which one's the D eight? The the one with eight sides. <laughs> Thanks. It's the one that looks like I do so. seven damage. Well, he is dead. And I go. <laughs> That's the noise he makes, except he falls down. Do, do they harmonize <laughs> yeah. when they do it? <laughs> Let's do do that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's pretty amazing. Alright, their turn. There are but two kobolds left standing. One swipes at you, John. Eat it. Does a 19 beat your armor? It does, by two. Take take five damage. Okay, so I'm back down to eight. Henry. What? One swipes at you. Does a 10 hit you? No. Then you are safe this time. John, it is your turn again. (laughs) I... Can I disengage and then shoot at them? Or would I have to disengage Uh, as an action? Disengage takes your action. Okay. I'm going to disengage as an action, and okay. then can I roll stealth to dive into the bushes? Uh, sure, yeah. I'll give you that one. But you'll have... Yeah, okay, never mind. It's 19. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. They, uh... <laughs> that guy sees you. He rolled a dot 20. Damn it. Hey, you're in the bushes. Quit being a little... Get out of there. Okay, well... Wait, I... wait, wait. You you guys speak dwarven too? No, they're saying it in the common tongue. No! <laughs> But Henry, you could probably bash this guy's brain in so he doesn't alert his friend. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. All right, hit him in, in the butt. Do it. Let's see. Hit him in the butt. I'm aiming for his butt. Wait, that's... 
ridiculously low. That's a nine. Yeah, he will miss his butt. Well, darn. So, I tried! <laughs> the guy that, I, I the guy that sees you, John, runs over and tries to stab you in the bushes. All but, right. but he'll have disadvantage because he's in the bright sunlight. I'm I'm twisting and shaking in the bushes to avoid his blows. I was about to say a nine doesn't hit you. A so. nine does not hit me. Henry. Guys. Uh, he, he crit fails. He swings his dagger at you, but it, it breaks off of your magic shield. Mag, mag, majestic shield. It's not magic. <laughs> So wait, he just—he has no dagger anymore. No more, no moss dagger. Can I try to talk to him? Can I convince him? I go first. Can you try to talk to him and convince him it's a bad idea to stay? Okay, so it's your turn. Since I go first, a hand clutching a dagger, (laughs) wet with his and his friend's blood, comes out of the bushes at his jugular. See if you can kill Bush guy. That's a fourteen. That'll hit. Bushman dead. Eight damage. Bushman dead. Yeah, no, I'm not talking to that guy. <laughs> That's your thing. All right, Henry, it is your turn. Can I try to reason with the kobold? Yeah, roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> oh, okay. I got a 17. Okay, what do you, what do you say? I say, look, laddie. I'm really in my cups, and your dagger just broke, and it's time for you to go home. Not to that cave, because we're going to go in there and mess them all up. But you can go to a different cave, and we promise not to go to that cave unless we accidentally go to it and kill you. Yeah, okay. Okay, leave. And he leaves. I I did it! I keep my bow trained on him as he leaves. And once he's gone, I lower it. Alright, he... I'm just looking out for you. Congratulations, guys. You beat that encounter. Yeah! It is over. Loot the bodies. Loot them bods. Let me see. Uh, roll me an investigation check. The both of you. Investigation? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> got an 18. Wait. Not bad. Got a, six, six. Got a 15. Okay. You guys find, uh, let's see, one dagger broke. So you find five daggers, four rocks, two slings, and uh, six loincloths. Oh. Can I-, I don't really want many of those things can i have all the rocks and all the slings uh sure are any of their daggers better than mine no they're just mundane daggers i mean we'll take them we i can mean you sell. can always use a dagger where do we put items at here yeah you can just put them put them right there well yeah congratulations guys you, you beat that encounter uh who's gonna walk into the cave uh i think i walk in first i was about to say john you do not have dark vision i'm gonna take those five daggers Okay. <laughs> Five dags. How many? Oh, how many rocks was it? Uh, four rocks. Four rocks and how many slings? Uh, two slings. All right. <laughs> I walk into the cave. Well, that's out of character. I walk into the cave. Yeah. Okay. You walk into the cave. You're looking around with your dwarfy dark vision. Oh, there's there's a couple of piles of gold and a treasure chest in here. Oh, oh. perception. All right, roll it. Because <laughs> it could be trapped. That's like an eight. Good thing I also have perception. You will have disadvantage because you don't have dark vision. Oh. Well. So roll it again and take the lower number. Oh, that's terrible. Well. Well, okay. So perception. Mm -hmm. 18. All right, you're you're fumbling around in the dark and like you grab hold of something and you're like, oh, that's a tripwire I almost stepped on. (gasps) Good thing I didn't didn't step on that. That'd have been bad. Uh, what, what skill to disarm the tripwire? I roll a religion do, check. Do you have proficiency in thieves' tools? 
I do not. Then you do not know how to disarm this trap. You could, in theory, probably just throw a rock at it and set it off on its own. I have I, rocks. I follow it to its source to see what it would trigger. Uh, it looks like there's a hole in the wall that it would trigger. We, I step away, I'm like, do your stuff, Flint. Do your rock stuff. I take out one of the slings and one of the rocks, and I trip it. Alright, roll me a to hit. Oh, just, it uh, uses uh, your dex. Dx. Plus proficiency. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you hit the hit the snot out of that trippity wire. You hit it, and like a poison dart flies across the room and tinks onto the ground. Nice. I pick up the poison dart and put it in my bag. <laughs> and so you do. All right, you're looking around. There's there's probably about uh, it's probably about twenty four copper pieces, sixty three silver pieces. 95 gold pieces and 45 platinum pieces in here. Were those all odd numbers? Mm-hmm. Let's well, split it evenly. <laughs> let's split it evenly. And if there's a gold piece that is left over and we can't split, I split it in half, pirate style. Got it. Okay, and there is also a treasure chest in here. Well. I roll to open the treasure chest. <laughs> I roll perception on the treasure chest. Okay, well, who wants to do what first? Wait. Okay, so right. I... You're gonna roll to open it? Yeah. When you when you try to open it, it is locked. Roll me a strength check. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Nat 20. Yeah, Nat 20. You just, you somehow, like, Captain America versus Log rip the treasure chest open. And then it <laughs> clinks out is a pair of goggles and a uh, longsword. I clap Flint on the back. I say, oh, Flint... As we learned in the Moon Forest Rebellion, you have the strength of ten oxes. But only when it comes to opening chests. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha. Dibs on the goggles. The goggles? The goggles. You know I can't understand your accent. When you uh, you pick up the goggles, do you put them on? Should I not? Uh, do you? I put on the goggles. Alright, you look like uh, your dark vision gets doubled. Like, you can only normally see 60 feet. But you can see 120 now. I see everything. Cool, because I see nothing, because I don't have dark vision. I should give these to you. Probably. What's the other thing? A sword? Yeah, long sword. Not my style. So maybe <laughs> maybe swap around the priorities here. Fine. I take off the goggles and I give them to Oral. Right. You, yeah. you now have 60 foot dark vision when now, you wear the goggles. Are the, do the goggles look cool? Yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're steampunky. I'm pretty happy with this. Right. I guess I'll take the sword then. It's very finely made. Out of game, it's a plus one long sword. Also, I uh, I take a ponytail holder out of my pocket and I tie my long hair back. Because in a cave, I don't want it getting in the way. That, that makes sense, I understand. <laughs> We're about to exit the cave. Oh, uh, is this all of well, the cave? Uh, roll me some investigation checks. Oh. Oh. Wait, I got an 11. That's all you need. I got an eight. You're you're fumbling around and you like you move a pile of gold and you notice oh that that looks like a button. Oh, a like, button like a mechanism. I look at the button. All right, it looks like if you if you turn a rock a certain way, something will happen. I turn the rock. All right, you turn the rock and suddenly through the power of rock mechanics, uh, a wall opens up in the back of the cave and it looks <laughs> like it goes farther. I say, this is no mere cobalt trickery. Those tiny, fairly canine creatures would never have the ingenuity to build a trap door. Roll, roll me some knowledge natures. Oh, me too? Yeah. 
Is that just nature? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Fifteen. Okay. You know that Nine. these kobolds probably worked for a higher higher being because kobolds themselves are not that smart. Yeah, they probably work for I say I clap flint on the back and I say these kobolds probably work for some form of higher being because kobolds aren't that smart. Alright. I've got a new sword. I want to use it. I actually reconfigure my ponytail so it's more of a bun. Okay. When I'm you know, as you've learned in the past during our running skirmishes, when I turn my ponytail into a bun, it means that I'm taking the situation very seriously. Mm. Also my hair is very soft. I nod. I, I mean, nod. How are you guys <clears throat> how are you guys looking HP wise? I got eight. I'm at full health still. Okay. John, don't forget you have that second wind that you can use once a day. Can I use it just once a day? Yeah. I kind of no, once per rest, rather. Oh. You should use can it. I just rest? You should use it. Yeah, you guys can take a short rest before you uh, go into the cave. If you we want. could take a short rest and also take a short break. Oh, that's such a good idea. Oh, yeah. So you get... Uh, I get seven back, so I'm at full. Back at, back at full. Do it. What lies beyond the reach of this cave? I mean, you'll have to go in there to find out. I can't. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm teeing up a break. Teeing up a break. Find out after this break. Woo! Welcome back. So you guys, uh, you guys rested in the cave, and uh, so you found the button. There's the rocks, and they moved. And are you ready to go in there? Yes. I, I gently push Flint in front of me. Okay. All right. I. As you guys walk down this hallway, you're gonna walk for about what seems like five minutes. It's gonna you know, keep walking and walking. Like, oh man, where does the end of this <clears throat> end of this tunnel go? And you get, uh, you know, you get there. To the end of the tunnel eventually. It's it's there. It definitely exists. Like, this is not the existential tunnel that, that never ends. And, you know, you go backwards and you can't find your way out. This is this is one of those tunnels that, uh, that definitely has an end point. Am I, am I questioning whether or not it has an end point? I mean, you start to question a lot of things when you're in a tunnel for a long time. I mean, it's just... I whistle. Alright. It echoes. I... Almost eerily. I reflect on my longbow. Mm. Is it... Is it like the fantasy conception of a longbow in that it's three to three and a half feet long? Or is it like an English longbow that's like six feet tall? It's like an English longbow. Oh, man. It's hard to keep this thing in a cave. So you come to the end of the tunnel. I carry it like a ladder. You come to the end of the tunnel and you see uh, a bright beam of sunlight coming down in the center of uh, a 80 by 80 foot room. Ooh. 80 foot by 80 foot room. And you're like, oh, man, this place is huge. You start looking around. There's natural growing, like moss and like little babbling brook runs through it there's actually gold in here too in small amounts and in the very center where the sunbeam is hitting there is a giant egg oh i roll a perception check i go shh i roll a perception check 
Okay. I'm yeah. telling that to him. Oh. Roll it. I don't notice anything. Man, it's all so pretty. <laughs> I immediately roll a stealth check. Okay. 14. All right. Should I roll a stealth check? If you do, since you're wearing a uh, half plate, you'll have disadvantage. Because you're, you're clanky. I just don't move. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got I, it. Uh, I tentatively explore okay. the space. All right, you're looking around. You Creeping. Know, it looks like... Basically, this is just a nest for the single egg. If I can step on... How big is the opening to the sunlight? Um, it's about 50 feet up, and it is about 20 feet wide. Okay, so let's say if something wanted to, like, crawl through there, it probably could, right? If it could somehow get 50 feet vertically up, yes. If something was capable, let's say, of getting up 50 feet vertically and then laying an egg and then somehow just leaving through that same hole, probably it could do that? Yeah, I could probably do that. Man, this is great. How big is that egg? That egg is about as big as you are. Also, I'm picking up gold. Actually, that egg is, uh, yeah, it's about as big as you are. Okay, so I'm picking up gold Mm. as I'm walking. Just, you know, just why not? Yeah, but like... I call Real out. Quiet. I call out quietly. I some of that gold's for me now, ain't it? I just can't move because of this clanky plate. I do hand signals where I bring up two fingers put together, and then I tap my hand, and then it's two, and then I point at the gold. I don't care what you do with rabbits. <laughs> All right. God damn it! I knew we should have spoke hand signals. As you guys are doing this, you roll me some perception checks. <laughs> Those are always good. I get a seven. I got 19. All right, John, you're busy, like, picking up gold and don't really notice. Henry, you notice that on one side of the egg you see a, like, a definite crack go up all the all the entire middle of the egg. I quietly call out, but loudly so he knows I'm kind of panicked. Hi! <laughs> there's a... <laughs> so, the egg! So there's, like, moss and stuff, right? Yeah. What is the nearest thing that looks like a bush or something that I could immediately dive there into? There is not. There's nothing there, like there's that? There's a pile of gold you could potentially hide behind. <laughs> I... I look at it. Okay. And immediately just run back to him. Okay. To me. Right. I run to the, the and, part nearest the part where we can exit. And initiatives. I think we're not gonna get the way. <laughs> Twenty-one. Oh. Last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes John, Egg, Henry. Okay. So um, you're gonna use your movement to get to Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can move and then attack, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you just see the egg right now. Okay. Doesn't look like anything's come out of it yet. Uh, can I like plant myself and draw? Yeah, you can. You can hold action and wait for it. it's like something to come out. Yep. Okay. Uh, but while he's doing this, I, I start up a conversation about <laughs> pro-life versus pro-choice. When does the life in the egg start? That's a joke. And, I and on the egg's turn, it will <laughs> little head will poke out of it and go. Oh, it's so it's adorable. It is adorable. I wait. You can't. It's not your turn. Okay. It'll it's it'll like cock its head to the side and like look at the both of you, and it will wait. Henry, it's your turn. Do you think it speaks Dwarvish? Uh, probably not. Most things, the second they're born, don't speak Dwarvish. I, I had to learn for like three years. Thank you, by the way. Is it? Is it's just it's a cute little baby. Maybe if we turn around and walk away, nothing will happen. You've got some gold. We we got some good experience here. We can leave. 
Uh, it's a little bit. Hey, look, it's crying <laughs> for crying out loud. It's not gonna. Oh, can I make a roll? I was gonna say, it, you saw Jurassic Park. Looks, it looks at you kind of like the raptors look at people. Oh, he's trying to eat us. <laughs> That's <laughs> what's can, happening can, here. Can I roll a nature check to yeah. be like, what do I? I think it's gonna do. I got a twelve. Oh well. Well, it's obviously a green dragon baby. Yes, and, okay, uh, great. They're, they're born pretty hungry. Oh. And you are meat. Okay. Uh, I start backing up towards the exit to the cave. Okay. I stay where I am. If it charges us, I'll save him. All right, on on its turn, it will charge at you, Henry. Oh, God. Uh, boy, I didn't... Can You're I take the dodge action? Well, like, raise... Is that raising my shield? Is that a dodge action? Uh, the dodge action is what gives them disadvantage to hit you. All right, well, I do that. Okay, so it'll run up to you and try and hit... You. It'll try and bite you. Okay. With that's a crit fail, so it misses you and, like, kind of buries its jaw into the ground a bit. It's adorable! Can he do? Can't even hit us. Your turn, Henry. I raise my hammer, and then I look at it, and it goes. I'm just like, can I keep it? Uh, you can try. I mean, no, what's I the? Mean, if you want to, you can try an animal handling skill, which what? is just like to try and like coerce it into into stopping. What what is that? Animal handling. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. All right, I've got a one there. No, so. oh, that means yeah. That's a five. <laughs> what is what's the range on my longbow? Uh, short range is 120 feet. Long range is 300. Okay, so if I'm backing up towards the cave entrance, how far from the thing am I? Uh, you are now 60 feet away from the dragon. Okay, and can still see it, but it looks like if you back up anymore, you won't be able to see it. Oh yeah, because of the the tunnel. Because yeah. of the okay, I oh I don't want to hurt it. Well, you, but it's you gonna... seemed really after hurt it, Mr. Notching a longbow. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot it. Sorry. It's alright. I failed my animal handling, so... Yeah, uh, I just don't want to get back in the cave where it can, like, I don't know what green dragons do, spit acid at us. That cave's probably a bad place to be. Could that thing fit in the cave? Yeah. Yeah, it's about, it's about as big as you are. Oh, I shoot it. The cave is 80 by 80. I mean, oh, like mean the, the tunnel. So oh. that's a twenty-seven. Yeah, that 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 hits anything. <laughs> okay, where's a D eight? Right there. I hit it for what is that? Ten damage. <laughs> it looks pissed. It's its turn. Uh, is talking Henry. a free action? Yeah. I'm like, well, it's gonna be significantly harder to make friends with it now. All right, Henry, it will take a deep inhale. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. But since this is poison and you're a dwarf, you have advantage on the saving throw. Nice. And you will take half as much damage as you normally I really like this advantage mechanic. What's constitution? Uh, it's your con saving throw up here. Oh. So roll me... Oh, there it is, yeah. Roll me that and take a higher number. Uh, so... What? Uh, so 12 plus... Do you add this? Six? Yeah, you add six. Then plus two? Uh, no, no, the, the plus two is already factored in. Oh, okay. So 18. So 18, yeah, you pass the save, so you're going to take half of half. Yay! Uh, so you're only going to take five poison damage. <laughs> As it just Man. spits poison at you. And five damage is the best case scenario. <laughs> and uh, looks like it could probably do it again if it wanted to. So it's your turn, Henry. Are you attacking with that longsword or your hammer? The longsword, probably. Okay. You, the longsword gives you a plus one to hit and a plus one damage. Is that that's good? That's pretty great. But like, well, what's 
Is there okay attack bonus in this? Like stuff? your attack bonus would be the same plus right. one. So plus seven. And then your damage would be the same plus one. All right, one d eight plus five. Long sword. All right. Swipey swipe. Swipey swipe at the long sword. Do it. That that was that was that was a sloppy dice. Sloppy dice. Yeah. Well, that's a crit. <laughs> So what you're going to do now is the normal amount of damage die that you would do, like that d8, you get to do double that. Okay. So roll 2d8 plus 5. 6. 1. Plus 5, so 12. I do tw- I... Damn. I go... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, John, your turn. This Wait, sucks. Still alive? Yeah. Uh, I talked to, to Oral. <laughs> your, your turn, John. The... I did my best. <laughs> Remember me. Hey, you're you're doing fine. I loose an arrow at it. <laughs> All right. Uh. So twenty four. That hits. Plus. I keep forgetting what a D eight looks like. It's the one with eight. So eight damage. All right. Still up. It's turn. All right. Henry's gonna try and bite you. Yeah. Well, that's an eight, and clearly misses. Ha. <laughs> Ah. So it misses the bite. Your turn, Henry. It looks like this thing is clinging to life. Barely. It barely had a life to begin with, and now we have to end it? Is this... <laughs> Whoa. It seems wrong, but I'll do it. I'll do it for the... In memory of the fire under Pleasant Home still burns. I salute. <laughs> I miss. <laughs> Yes, I miss. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I, that, was, that wasn't on purpose, I swear. All right, John, it's your turn. Uh, guess what I do? Loose an arrow. I loose an arrow at it. Oh. So, 16. It bounces off its hide. Ah, shit. Clearly we're not meant to kill it. Clearly not. Henry's Why'd you have to bring up Pleasant you? Home? Did it crit? It crits. Kill it! <laughs> so you're gonna take 14 piercing damage and 2 poison damage. I'm unconscious. Okay, down you go. <laughs> John, it's your turn again. Unconsciously, you feel like I should kill this thing. I scream. I say, Flint, no! Not since that one time on the, on the desert moon battle. Where you fell in such a way. You see the dragon go. It scratches its chin. <laughs> How about you? Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. Okay, so that doesn't hit. But I have one action left, right? You have a movement speed. Can I dodge? No. Not as your movement action. Okay, so... But you are 60 feet away from it. I move an additional 30 feet away. Okay. You will hear it, like, open its wings and ah. like, fly 60 feet toward you, but it's still 30 feet away. Ah, I see. Actually, it will double move and get right in front of you. Oh, but good. But that's its turn. So I have to stab it with a dagger. Stab bird That's it. significantly harder than true. So basically, I just see it go, oh, just yeah. out of the dark. That's yeah. terrible. Well, stabbing it with a dagger. <laughs> Hey, 16. That bounces off its hide. I'm like, well, this is a fine kettle of fish. <laughs> it rolls to bite you. It misses. Ah! Stab it! 19. 
That hits. Yes. Roll that dagger damage. So D4. Kill it. So six damage. You drop it. Yes. It looks like oh. it's still breathing, but it is on the ground. Henry, oh. roll me a death saving throw. Eleven. That's one pass. Roll me another one because I skipped you last time. That's another pass. So two passes. Can I help him? You're running back to Henry. You use 60 feet of movement to get back to Henry. You're 30 feet away from him. Okay. Henry, roll me another. All right, you are stable. You're no longer dying. So so as he is standing up, I don't stop running. I grab him (laughs) by... He's unconscious, but he's no longer dying. As he breathes in to signal that he is now awake, I grab him by the fucking gorget or whatever of his arm and just start hauling him. All right, as you... Roll me, a, roll me a perception as you're about to drag him out of the cave. Wait, we gotta lose the body. Fourteen. Alright, you see a shiny vial sitting uh, in one of the piles of gold. How far away is it? It's right there. Oh, as I'm dragging him, I grab it with my other hand. Mm-hmm. And keep going. Alright, you get back to the dragon. It's still breathing. Okay, cool. Where's the exit? <laughs> you gonna go down the tunnel? I wanna... Th- I mean... Because you move at half speed while you're Dragon Dwarf. Oh. <laughs> oh, like a... Well, roll me a Knowledge Arcana on this model. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, eight. Ooh, that's some shiny liquid. <laughs> um, okay, I uncork it. Okay. I give half to the dwarf. Okay. The dwarf? <laughs> I give half to my friend, Flint Broadsheath. Alright, Flint, get back. Ten HP. Cool, you get back ten HP. Yeah, you're awake. Do you stand up? Yes. I pour the rest of the dragon's mouth and get the fuck out of there. You're healing the. Dra- yeah. I, I don't want to kill it. I knew it. You love the dragon as much as I did. Well, the dragon has one HP and wakes up. Run it. Getting out of here. We're not gonna stay and name it and raise it. You know, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have the cognitive ability right. to be thankful. So, John, you will be able to keep pace. Running the dragon. Henry, you have a 25 foot line base speed, it will not. Well, I wanted to be grateful, damn it. So, it, initiatives. <laughs> Look what you did! Now we can tame it! Initiatives. Let's see. Okay. Oh. 20. He got a 17. I got a 15. Alright, so it's gonna go Henry Dragon John. You better handle the fuck out of that animal. Alright. Gonna try and handle it again? Yep. Alright, animal handling. Roll that skill. Come on. Sloppy. Sloppy sloppy. Sloppy dice. (laughs) So good. Sloppy dice. (laughs) Super sloppy. Yeah. Oh, good. No, why does that keep happening? Went under the couch now. Super de duper de slopper de die. Alright. This is (laughs) canvas. Eight. Looks like it's still gonna try to eat you. Well, that was my turn. It, well, it if goes, I die this time, it goes to bite you. <laughs> Can he run in addition a, to trying to handle? Does a twelve hit you? No. All right, then it misses and bounces off your shield. I yell back. I tried. Look, I tried to be the good guy. I really did. And I run back like to the cave entrance, right. but I don't go into the cave I was gonna say, entrance. You're not going to be able to get there right now because it's still a good portion ways away. I just want to get to there. Okay, so you're running. Yeah. Henry gets back to you. Wait, no. If I run, can I still do another thing? Yeah, you still have an. I'm ready my bow. Move. Okay. I'm covering him. Go for it, Henry. Hit it. 
Do I? St- I'm still holding my long sword somehow. Yeah, you, right. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> sigh, the heaviest sigh. You had, you had your chance, laddie. <laughs> I, I, I whisper as he's monologuing. I'm like, Flip, you have to do it. <laughs> I ready. I lift the sword and. Mm. <laughs> it's not meant to be I have the last minute change of heart and you drop your long sword you can spend part of your movement speed to pick it back up or just leave I mean it's got one hit point we could he can't outrun it is the I can't thing. outrun it yeah I you can pick it back up <laughs> I pick up my sword again it goes to bite you. <laughs> a ten doesn't hit you. No. All right. It is John's turn. I yell, I can't get a clear shot. <laughs> you have to do it. You actually can't because exactly. it's a boy. It would have a... Uh, Thank God I'm have, not lying. It would have half cover, which just means it would have an additional two to its armor Can't class. get a clear shot. You have to be the one to do it. All right. It's your turn, Henry. I lift the sword again, <laughs> and I say, if this happens a third time, you get to live and I die. Uh, Darwin's rules. <laughs> Sloppy slap, slap. That doesn't hit it. Wait, plus seven. So, so 18. 18. Yeah, that's a hit. Do damage. All right. This one's a D8. Seven damage. You cut its head off. <laughs> <laughs> I turn and look at you with tears streaming down my face and go, Are you happy now? Is it so far away that I couldn't see it because of the darkness? No. Oh, I see it. It's at the brim of your dark vision. (laughs) Okay. I just go. I nod solemnly. I just remembered with tears in my eyes. We need to get like a foot off those coals. I'm like, yeah, we do. I take the dragon head. (laughs) So you do. You could add one dragon head to your inventory. Can you at least put it in a bag so I don't have to look at it? I put it in a bag. You could use it as a bag. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> I loot. like clamp its mouth shut with rope and then just put stuff in. It's not practical. Do dragons have like anything that are valuable? I mean, it has a horde. So, but it's on its head. I. It has a horde. Oh, a horde. Yeah, but oh. does anything about the dragon? Does like does it have a sword? Does no, the dragon, dragon carries sword? their swords. Oh, you want to get get the horde? I weep. <laughs> we should probably leave then. I think it would seem disrespectful if and, I were to start collecting the horde in this time. Also, so, here's the dragon head. And so Aurel and Flint traveled back to the mouth of the cave and cut a foot off a cabald. As they began their walk back to town. <laughs> and as we cut off a phone, don't they wear like necklaces or something we can take? He okay. T- he takes the foot and puts it with the dragon head, and they begin to walk. It is a lovely day. Roll me some perception checks. Got it. Twenty. Thirteen plus three. Sixteen. Right. You uh, you both just happened to, you know, there's a shadow that goes over you guys. Like, oh, it must be cloudy. You look up. Oh, no. That's a much bigger dragon <laughs> than the one we just fought. <laughs> How many points of kilometers are we away from the town we were just in? We were point two to the cave. So you're about point one five at this point. Oh God! So so you just see it, and it it roars mightily in the sky. 
Alright, so are we in like a forest? You're on like a, a road with with some forest next to it. Okay, I I look Flint dead in the eyes, and then I leap into a bush. Shit, <laughs> six. Okay, noted. Flint, what do you do? I take out my sword <laughs> with a... It feels heavier than it's ever felt before. <laughs> Okay. Since I got it like an hour ago. All right. <laughs> it uh, it it lands in the midst of the road and like smashes down some trees on the side and roars and who has the dragon head? Yep. Looks looks to the bushes and cries. My baby. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I say. Wait, wait. Does this dragon know dwarvish? It probably knows like common, right? It's speaking the common tongue. Okay. And dragons uh, are really smart. And you said that baby couldn't understand me and that this one's speaking. I, mean, I didn't know nothing about the dragon. It learned. It learned. We could have... Okay, before that happens... Can we reason? I put my hands up. What are you going to do? Surrender? I put my hands up and I say, It's not what it looks like. And so Oral and Flint were melted by the poisonous breath of Baba Dragon, and the, the fire of the homestead was at last extinguished. You know, I guess we were like a living bruise to those people who, who died. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's kind of like a Final Destination thing. We should have died. But, you know, in fairness, you did save that town from the kobolds that were plaguing it. Yeah. And that dragon. Yeah, and that, that baby dragon. Yeah. Saved him. Hey, they would have had two dragons. Oh man! <laughs> they just have the one. I what? A, I was huh, if I could have just tamed it, man. Tame that babe drag, which probably would have been impossible. But still, something someone's gonna find our skeletons. It's gonna be real weird. Oh, in the middle of a forest, just poisoned to death. <laughs> just like a big like clearing, just with two skeletons, one with its hands up, <laughs> with a baby dragon head still attached to it. One that is like visibly sighing. It's like Pompeii. <laughs> yep. So that's uh wow that yep. was that yep. was a lot of fun that was Dungeons and Dragons so uh, what did you think I liked it um I, I I'm sad that I didn't pick an accent until <laughs> two fourths of the way into it or one half ah simplified fraction yeah but uh I had a lot of fun yeah, yeah. so did I, I had thanks a lot of fun. yeah man anytime anytime you guys want to set out on an adventure we could probably do something like if we want next time just make epic level characters and just throw things at you and, and then make, kill that dragon and then kill that dragon yeah kill that mother like who was very upset the, the fathers of oral and flint <laughs> receive a letter from a barkeep <laughs> by the way uh, your boys are dead and then they just slam their fists down in righteous anger not this day <laughs> my oral's father mastiff straff is like my poor excommunicated son Whereas Flint, no, yeah, Flint Silverhammer, because he's better than this. So he keeps your first name, yeah, but the downgraded your your last. Down, no, upgraded. Silver's better than bronze. Right, but he downgraded yours oh, well, whenever you were born. Son of. I mean, he's better than his his brother Flint his Wooden father, Spoon. His father was was Flint uh, Goldhammer, and yeah. so Silverhammer. And father before him was Platinum Hammer, and before yeah. him. 
it didn't Ethereal exist. Ethereal hammer. Diamond hammer. What about your brother, Flint Woodspoon? Oh, we he's, don't talk to him. He's an embarrassment to the he, family. He mostly knits. He's a bard. <laughs> they, tr- <laughs> they tried to, like, throw him off a cliff and he survived. He's a knitting bard who, who obviously somehow survives really bad He performs things. percussively with his knitting needles. <laughs> the, the clacking of the needles. Yep. He's, it's like stomp. But yeah, that was fun, I think. Uh, for what it's worth, kind of exemplified all the stuff we were talking about. Sure. It was like a cooperative storytelling experience. We brought life to these characters that were just writing on a page. And it was fun. And yeah. I brought death to characters that were just writings on a page. It's, it's true, you did. I brought emotions to a drunk. That's what they all need. Yeah. A little emotion. Wait, what drunk? Flint. Flint was oh, obviously oh. an alcoholic. Flint. I thought we were talking about the barkeeper. I want to know. I don't want to know Bart's story. Flint was a drunk. Oh man, I was waiting because if you had asked his last name, it was going to be Keeper. <laughs> and then you're like, I know many things about Bart Keeper. About uh, myself. He knew a lot of things about a lot of things. He, he rolled did. really well, and he shouldn't have. The baby dragon knew some stuff. <laughs> we'll never know. No one spoke draconic. You know, it's pretty messed up that that mama dragon melted her baby dragon's head. But, you know, whatever. Well, it's, 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 it technically, if we want to put it to paper, it's baby's head is immune to poison. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, John. Uh, I guess that's gonna about do it. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, thanks to Logan for coming out. Thank you yeah. for having me. Thanks, uh, Logan. Thanks to Flint Bronzehammer for for being with me through all those adventures all right. I talked about. Thanks to Oral Straff. Straff? I think it's Straff. Strafe. Is it Straff? I had originally pronounced his name Orel Straff, but Oral is fine. (laughs) Yeah. I thought Oral was funnier. And so it was. (laughs) And so it was. Uh, But uh, thanks, everybody. Do we do our normal plugs? Oh, we gotta. You have to to roll me a plug check. Okay. Uh, by the way, that follow check and stuff, is that just not a up? thing? It's not a thing. Okay, yep, that's a successful Before we check. do that, Logan, do you have anything to plug? Um, I will plug the Stage Monkeys of Hattiesburg. We are an improv group on Facebook. If you are uh, in the, the Hattiesburg area, please look us up. We're a lot of fun. We do free comedy shows every other week. I have a plug. Okay. Plug for Hardy Action Theater. It's a long-running podcast network. That uh, has a lot of quality shit on it. Yeah. You so, can, sometimes you, I'm there. You can find it, uh, just search Hardy Action Theater on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Or go to hardyactiontheater.com, spelled the pretentious way. You could look on Facebook for Hardy Action Theater. That's too. And you can find us on Twitter at ZCPCWHJ. That's right, ZCPCWHJ stands for Zero Credits Podcast with Henry John. Send us a DM, a PM, but just don't send us a BM. Wow, wow, wow. I was the DM they sent you this time. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. Because he's a dungeon master. Oh. Oh, I was a I was a damned monster, Henry. He's a direct message. Oh, he's Sliding a direct monster. Sliding into them DMs. You know what else you can get at us at on? Our email. You can email us at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. Okay, clean read now. Do a cleaner read so that they can understand oh, what you're saying. Okay, okay. Zero, zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. Better. Better. But uh, yeah, send us an email, send us a D-mail, but don't send us a P-mail. Hey, can you send some females? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Gosh. no.
If we had any chance of receiving females, they died with this episode. You could roll me a receive female check. <gasps> Wait. That's a crit fail. That's six crit fails. That's a bunch of crit fails. I'll be, I, those were also crit fails. All right. All right. Man. No females. You heard it here first, folks. Once again, we fail to receive females. Uh, Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Logan. Good night, John. Good night, Henry. Good night, Logan. Good night, John. Good night, me. Good night, Henry. Good night, Splint. Good night, Moon. Good night, Bear. Good night, Baby Dragon. Oh. Rest in peace, Baby Dragon. Peace is. I've got enough.